Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Praise the Lord. How are you doing this afternoon, Brother Michael? Well, I'm very happy. It's my wedding anniversary today, 26 years. Oh, and it's my set And it's my 72nd birthday on Friday. So I'm feeling pretty good. Brother, happy anniversary to you and Sister Cummings. Thank you. And happy um, advanced birthday. Friday, that's great. And I got... And I got a phone call from the cancer specialist saying that my PSA levels, my cancer levels were zero. So wow. I'm, I'm very happy. Brother, I rejoice with you. Praise God for that, Amen. Uh, for that report. Report. Everybody Wonderful. Everybody, uh, we are doing pretty good over here. Praise God. Nobody's sick. I can't complain. Uh, and uh, Amen. It's good to be with you today. Uh, it's good to be with you all. Wonderful to be with you all. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off our Wednesday live marathon here on October 18th, 2023. It's an honor to bring to you from uh, the UK, Pastor Michael Cummins. Brother Michael, you want to open us in prayer? I would do. And if I can, can I pray for a couple of people, please, who I can't contact through the normal uh, systems Absolutely. if I can pray for them after. Yes, sure. Dear Lord, we dear Lord, we thank you and we thank you for this show today. I thank you, Lord, that I'm still alive, that you have blessed me and made me cancer free. I thank you, Lord, for all the people that are going to listen to this program today. And I ask you, Lord, to bless them and encourage them and anoint them with the teaching we pray today. And Lord, we thank Sandra from the USA and Christina and Ariana from Sydney, Australia, both who have sent me gifts 
this particular week and we ask the Lord to bless you and praise you and return that gift to you 100 fold and we pray for Stephen who lives in South America and he's suffering from extreme fatigue and exhaustion and he suffers from insomnia and we rebuke now the spirit of heaviness for the word of God says he has given you Stephen beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that you might be a tree of righteousness a planting of the Lord that Jesus may be glorified and we command now insomnia, exhaustion, fatigue to leave you immediately. And those demons and evil spirits that bring that will go straight away. They will go to the dry, arid places. They will stay there till the return of Jesus. And they will never come back to bother you anymore, to bother you anymore. And in the name of Jesus, we declare that to be the truth. Amen. Brother Michael, could you also pray for Israel tonight, that God be with them? Lord, we pray for the nation of Israel, and we pray that God will protect his people today. We pray, Lord, we don't want bloodshed in the Middle East. We don't want anything that will escalate into something bigger in the Middle East. But we pray, Lord, for justice for Israel, and we pray you will protect all their people. And we pray, Lord, that Hamas will not send their people in the front line so they can be killed. As a political movement, we pray, Lord, that you will bring peace, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding to Israel and all the regions around there. We pray, Lord, that there will be an end to bloodshed. But we pray now that you will bless your people. Bless Israel today, Lord, we pray. In Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, my friend. We stand with Israel. And folks, Amen. Welcome. welcome aboard. Brother Michael, the microphone is yours. Thank you. I was watching the Sid Roth show the other day, and they had a special guest, a guy called Rick Joyner. And I'm sure you all know Rick Joyner. And he was speaking. It was only a short clip about 20 minutes and he spoke about three end time evil demons that satan is releasing on the world to try and delay jesus prevent him from coming and to destroy god's kingdom and those three spirits are the spirit of witchcraft the spirit of racism and religious spirits and i'm going to try and go through this today i what i did i watched the program and then i started doing my own research and doing my own studying and this is what i've come up with so i hope you like him satan and his evil generals are working round the clock to influence the peoples of the world to look to witchcraft as the answer to their problems not to seek help and long-term safety and security with the Lord Jesus as new creations, no longer in condemnation and no longer slaves to sins. What is witchcraft? When a person surrenders or seeks help from any other spirit other than the Spirit of God, example, 
someone who believes in God but is not born again, has a pressing need and may have prayed to God but as of yet has not received an answer in the, um, in the affirmative and becomes desperate. Someone tells them to contact a spiritualist, a fortune teller, a soothsayer, a medium or a witch who by the spirit of divination might be able to help. There will be no mention of demons or the devil. You will be led to believe that this is completely harmless, thus being deceived into seeking help from the enemies of God, which is Satan. And once you were involved in witchcraft, once you get involved, you can't get out. You can only be delivered from the spirit of witchcraft by a spirit-filled deliverance minister. And total repentance from any involvement in witchcraft will set you free. In every nation of the world, they have their form of witchcraft. And Satan's aims are obvious, to seduce mankind away from godly worship and the spirit of truth into an evil worship of Satan through demons and evil spirits, false gods and idols, that will at first deceive you with false signs and wonders that lead to total control and domination and even demonic possession that can lead to mental illness, suicide, death and eternal separation from God. Witchcraft is all about self and selfishness. Getting revenge on any personal enemies, cursing individuals you may hate and want to get even with, choosing the morals of a fallen demonic world and completely turning away from our wonderful Lord and Saviour Jesus who died on a cross that sinful mankind could turn from sin and turn to a perfect redeemer whose blood has atoned for the sins of mankind. The consequences of witchcraft are these. Witchcraft is addictive and once you start visiting or becoming an occultist, you cannot stop. You cannot live without reading tarot cards or seeking the dead through a Ouija boards or practicing necromancy. Whatever form of witchcraft you practice or what someone gets involved with, unless they acknowledge the evil that they have got involved in and truly repent. On the judgment day, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. And that is what Satan wants. There's many scriptures that cover witchcraft in the Bible. And you see, all the time Satan wants us to get involved in witchcraft and worshipping false gods and demons, we of course are going to put our trust in these demonic beings and no longer our trust in Jesus Christ. Exodus 22 verse 18 to 20 says, 
thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. He that sacrificeth unto any god, save unto the Lord only, he shall be utterly destroyed. Witchcraft is hated by God. He literally hates it. There's no excuse. If you pray to God and you don't get answers, that means there's something wrong in your prayers, something wrong in the motives, what you're asking for, or you have unconfessed sins that you need to repent of. Witchcraft is not the answer. I've delivered hundreds of people who have been involved in witchcraft and it's very easy to get involved in, especially with the internet. People look at certain sites and these sites ask you to put a request for prayer through. These prayer requests are phony. They're all offered up to Satan and Satan will try and give you what you want to draw you in deeper. I believe these films that are about now Harry Potter and all these sort of things. People love them, and as they say, they're fine. I've never read a Harry Potter book. I've never seen a film, nor would I. A lady who I've been taking through deliverance the other night rung me up and said, is it okay to watch The Exorcist? The Exorcist was on the TV. I said to her, your deliverance is not complete yet. I wouldn't watch The Exorcist. You see, Satan leads you into temptation to watch these things. Watch these awful things. Let's have a look at Leviticus 19, verse 26, and see what it says. You shall not eat anything with the blood, neither shall you use enchantment, nor observe signs. These are all observed times, forgive me. These are all acts of witchcraft. Hallelujah. We're going to look at Leviticus 20, verse 27. A man also, or woman, that have a familiar spirit, or that that is a wizard, shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. It was only in Britain up to 1954 that witchcraft was a crime. You could be arrested for holding a seance. You could be arrested for having a meeting with a Ouija board or tarot cards. Many people were, were put in prison for that sort of thing. Divination was a crime. Uh, they repealed the Witchcraft Act in the early 50s and witchcraft became something that was no longer punishable. So people started practicing witchcraft. Now, there are new age shops. There are shops that sell Ouija boards. Ouija boards are sold openly now. Some children have them. We spoke a few minutes ago about the film The Exorcist. The Exorcist was a true story, except in the film, a little girl was... Uh, used, uh, and the actress was Linda Blair. In the true story, it was a little boy that got possessed because an uh, evil spirit was invited in his house because his parents played with the Ouija board. Let's have a look 
First uh, Chronicles 10, verses 13 to 14. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it, and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. And that's the story about Saul visiting the witch of Endor. He was looking for things, and he was looking for answers. He was no longer with God. God had inflicted him with an evil spirit which tormented him, and the only pleasure he got was listening to David, who played the harp, and he got delivered when David played wonderful music. Let's have a look at Second Chronicles 33, verses 6 and 7, and we're talking about the evil king, Manasseh, who after his father Hezekiah, who was a righteous king, Manasseh started worshipping demons and evil spirits, and witchcraft was back in the land. Let's see what it says. At Second Chronicles 33, 6 and 7. And he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the sun. Also, he observed times, used enchantments, and used witchcraft, and dealt with a familiar spirit and with wizards. He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And he set a carved image, the idol, which he had made in the house of God, of which God had said to David and to Solomon his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. So witchcraft is not new. Manasseh was an evil king. And you know, once witchcraft gets hold of you, you can't give it up. It controls you and it dominates you, and it will not go. You will be tormented forever. Let's have a look at Acts 8, verses 9 to 13, and we'll read about Simon the Sorcerer. Simon the Sorcerer. Throughout the Bible are those who practice witchcraft. Hallelujah. Let's read this now. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. Hallelujah. But when they believed Philip preaching the the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also 
And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. You see, what the devil will do is try and copy the wonderful signs and wonders of God. He will try and copy them. And he will, oh, they will try and convince you that they are of God. That's why we should never be involved in witchcraft. And that's why Satan is bringing this terrible witchcraft attack to the world. Let's have a look at Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulsions, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I've told you also in the past time, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you've heard it there. If you do these things, if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you have the spirit of witchcraft, then the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in you. For the Holy Spirit will not share a platform with Satan. So all the time, you're worshipping idols or you're making blood sacrifices. You are doing the works of Satan. I want to go right the way back to Deuteronomy. I want to go to Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 to 14. Let's find this now. Because this is an important scripture that really we should we should read now. Let me find it for you, and then we'll read it. That's Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 to 14. There shall not be found amongst you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times, unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. You see, when the children of Israel crossed the river Jordan into the land of Canaan, they saw all these idols. They saw of these things, and God had told Moses that they should have nothing to do with these false gods or idols. Unfortunately, they didn't hearken to the word of the Lord, and they got involved in witchcraft. I have to tell you, 
if you have been involved in witchcraft at any time in your life and you haven't confessed of it yet and repented of it, do it now because the judgment day soon comes upon us and everything is written in the book of life. The books are full. If you've committed witchcraft, played with a Ouija board, practice necromancy, been to a medium to try and consult a dead relative, you will stand before the Lord and you will be judged. Satan is tempting mankind now to turn away from the Lord and turn to witchcraft. And that is one of the evil spirits, the evil demons that is in the world now trying to convert us to worship Satan. The second thing we want to talk about is racism. Hallelujah. Satan loves to promote racism. Jesus died for all mankind of every color, creed, and nation. And God created this diversity in all mankind. And it's God's will that we love one another. But Satan in these last days, is hell-bent in creating and promoting strife and division and hatred through racism, disunity through racism and its evil seed. It will also weaken the Christian message. Racism is linked to the spirit of death. Wars are usually racist, and through racial Hatred, nations will try to exterminate other nations. As the Nazis in Germany in the 1930s and 40s tried and nearly did exterminate European Jewry. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Matthew 24, verses 6 to 9. Matthew 24, verses 6 to 9, and we'll... Get this, we'll get this sorted out now in the name of Jesus. I pray you're all well. And I pray that no one's offended by what I'm preaching today. Because the reason I preach these things is to set the captives free, to set you free. Matthew 24, verses 6 to 9. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you and you shall be hatred of all nations for my name's sake. The original Greek spoke of the word ethnos, which of course leads to the words ethnicity. In recent history, ethnic cleansing, which the Holocaust in Europe in the Second World War certainly was. If God has created all people, why should people one another? 
And that dislike can lead to hate, which of course can lead to death. The colour or pigment of a person's skin, the way they dress, the food they eat, or the way they speak. There are two terrible, evil, destructive demons that influence racism. One is pride and the other is fear. Hallelujah. God said in the book of Proverbs, that's Proverbs 16, verses 18. We'll just get that now. Proverbs 16, verses 18, and see what it says. It says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Hallelujah. What we achieve in life, we can feel good about, whether it be educational grades, sporting achievements, and financial success. So why would we look down on others because of their race and ethnicity? People of all races do well, and some fail in all races. Some fail in all of what they do. But when a white man lives in a modest home and he sees a black man living in a far more valuable home, why should racism rear its ugly head? And why should a black man assume that seeing a white man with a black woman that the white man has ulterior motives and be angry and racist. My wife's black. And when I first met her, I had people, when we walked in the street together, saying all sorts of things against us. Racism exists in every country in the world. And despite legislation, it would appear little can be done to stop it. What does pride do? to make us feel that we're better than the next man. Let's look at scriptures on pride. Let's look at them now and see what God says about this. You see, the thing about the Bible, you can always find an answer to everything you wish to learn if you study the Bible. I was in church on Sunday and a man, I was preaching about, racism and various things like that and a man took issue and a man said that the war against uh, Palestine was a racist war and I said brother I love you but you need to read the Bible you cannot say things that have said that are said on CNN or Sky News or the BBC you really have to read the Bible to understand what's going on hallelujah Let's have a look at Isaiah 2, verse 12. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty, and upon everyone that is lifted up, he shall be brought low. Hallelujah. God doesn't like pride. He doesn't like it at all. He stands against proud people. Proud people and boasters are disliked by the Lord. And he will punish those who are proud and use that pride to push down others. 
pride is of the devil. James 4, verses 6 to 7. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We're going to go back to the book of Proverbs now, and we're going to read some scriptures there. Pride is well spoken about in the book of Proverbs. Hallelujah. You know, I love flicking through the Bible and finding these scriptures. I love it because it solidifies every teaching I do. Proverbs 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way. And the froward mouth do I hate. Hallelujah. Proverbs 11, verse 2. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Hallelujah. Proverbs 16, verse 5. It says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Hear that. The Lord will truly punish those who are proud. I've got one more to read. Hallelujah. I'm just going to it now. Psalm 10. Psalm 10 verse 4. Pride is spoken about in Psalm 10. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. When people are proud, they puff themselves up, not concerned about all those around them, but only concerned about themselves. The second evil spirit that operates in racism is fear. And you can see why people would be fear, would be fearful. My own sister emigrated to Australia in 1970. She tried to get me to go with her. She started seeing lots of black people moving in the part of London where she lived and lots of Asians. And she said to me, come to Australia before we're overrun. I, of course, I didn't go to Australia. I didn't listen to her. And though I love her very much, I can see how the devil inflicted her with fear. The other terrible demonic spirit that operates in racism is the spirit of fear. Let's have a look at Second Timothy 1, verse 7, one of the most famous scriptures from the Bible. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So if fear doesn't come from God, the only fear that I relate to God is the fear of God, which is the beginning of all wisdom and understanding. Of course, we should be fearful of the Lord. If fear is not from God, then it comes from Satan. 
And his aim in racism is to make us scared of each other. Fear drives racism because the presence of someone different from us makes us frightened, especially if there are large numbers of foreigners or migrants. We have seen this in various conflicts in history and fear is a formula for extreme racism that if not stopped can lead to genocide. And I've known people who left Britain and went to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the United States, because they feared people they saw moving in, in where they lived. It's a terrible thing for such fear to take over. Let's have a look at certain scriptures now that will teach us about fear that are worth reading. I say, please read scripture. You know, a woman rung me last night and I had to pray for her. There was a wicked spirit in our house, a poltergeist spirit. This woman was baptized, a Roman Catholic, was confirmed as a Roman Catholic in Scotland. And I told her to get a Bible and she said she never had a Bible in her house. Since her confirmation as a child, she had never been to church. As I started praying, this demon picked her up off of her settee and threw her on the floor. Thank God I kept on praying and she noticed a change in her home. And I said, you've got to get yourself a Bible. You've got to start reading Psalm 91 in the house. Otherwise, this thing will come back and it will bring others with him. I said... I'm in London, you're in Glasgow. I can't easily travel to help you. So you've got to try and help yourself. And the word of God is the best way to help yourself. Wonderful Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There's nothing to be fearful of if the Lord is with you. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4. In God I will praise his word. In God I have, I, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts against me are evil. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Let's have a look at Psalm 23. Probably the most famous Psalm in the Bible, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Satan's worst type of racism is hatred and anti-Semitism. Because racism against the the Jewish people in Israel 
attacks the very throne of God. Jew and Gentile must come together under Christ and eradicate anti-Semitism. God sent Saul of Tarsus to the Gentile people. Yet Saul, who became Paul, was sent to give the gospel to the Gentiles. Yet Paul trained under the best rabbis and teachers of his day. Why didn't God send him to the Jews and Peter to the Gentiles? The Holy Spirit led their path. And we, the Gentiles, should be evangelizing the Jewish people today. And that is what Satan is trying to prevent today by spreading racism against the Jews. And the state of Israel, like he did in Nazi Germany in the 30s and 40s, as he did in Russia in the turn of the 20th century in the pogroms. God wants Jew and Gentile to serve Jesus in spirit of truth. Now, I can tell you the truth about this, if you'd be good enough to turn to Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 3, I will tell you the truth. That's Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 3. Got a wonderful scripture for you to read. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings of the brightness of the rising. Hallelujah. We see terrible times ahead for mankind as Israel and the Middle East goes to war. Christians must pray unceasingly for the return of Jesus and bring God's wonderful love and justice to a dying world. If you're patriotic and love your country, it's not a bad thing. It's an honorable thing. But when our love for our own country causes us to hate another country or another ethnic group because of their differences, or if they become successful and it makes us jealous of their success as a nation, we have crossed the line. Those who hate Israel or curse Israel, will pay dearly on the judgment day. The Bible describes the words of God that they spoke, and we have to go right back to Genesis 12. Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3. Hallelujah. As we read this, the truth. Hallelujah. John Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Please forgive me. I've got my fingers stuck in the pages. There we go. I've got it now. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land 
that will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Do you want to be blessed? I'm sure you do. We all want to be blessed. And we should never curse Israel or say anything detrimental. I've been to churches before where people have spoke detrimental about Israel and they've got involved in the Middle East conflict and I've had to stop them. Remember, everything we say against Israel is being listened to and it is being written in the books. And we will have to account for that on the judgment day. Psalm 122. Psalm 122. I'm going to read it all to you now. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek the good. Hallelujah. We've got to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The peace of Jerusalem, we've got to pray for it. We mustn't never pray for Israel to be defeated. The battle belongs to the Lord. Zechariah 12, verses 2 and 3 says, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about, when there shall be a siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all the people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut to pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered totally together against it. I'll read that again. But all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. You see, it's natural for people to hate Israel and attack Israel. It's natural. And in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we're going to read another scripture, the last one on this subject of racism. And we're going to read Romans 11, verses 1 and 2. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. But ye not what the scripture saith of Isaiah, 
how he maketh intercession to God against Israel. Hallelujah. So racism is a terrible thing. Now we're going to try and get the last thing that we're going to look at is religious spirits. I have heard it said many times that this or that person has a religious spirit. Rick Joyner said on the Sidroth show that Satan will try to destroy God's church with evil religious spirits. A religious spirit is a demonic spirit that infiltrates an individual, a prayer group, a church, even a pastor. Its remit is to replace genuine relationships with God with traditions and works that are not biblical. We know Satan can manifest himself as an angel of light and as the most evil religious spirit, he will cause division, confusion, chaos in any church. The religious spirit is out to imitate and copy the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why every spirit must be tested by the discernment and wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So the infiltrator can be recognized straight away. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 to 14. This will really explain it. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. A person or church with a religious spirit will tell people that they have received a word from the Holy Spirit. If received, it will be based on lies and deception, and it will lead to a person receiving a demonic spirit and start living in falsehood and division. This can easily be transferred to other believers through preaching and through teaching. The person with the religious spirit will become a bastion and will appear holy and righteous and will dress very morally and be proper. Pride will creep in and the person with the religious spirit will never concede that their prophecies are in error. They will whisper and act against the believer who is asking questions about them. They will, the believer will be maligned and will become unpopular in the church and will end up leaving the church. This is what happens when a religious spirit operates in a church. I have seen it time and time again. I have seen people who spoke out against the one who was given prophecy and asked questions, and pretty soon they were soon forced out the church. James 4, verse 6. But he that giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. The religious spirit attempts to earn God's love by doing works to gain favour. That is a form of manipulation. 
and a church that only values works blocks the work of the Holy Spirit. They crave for position of authority. An elder, a worship leader, leading a prayer group. The church then becomes more focused on works rather than the word. People begin to think that God needs them, that they are special in God's eyes. Let's have a look at Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. The religious spirit is really an evil spirit. Churches that have religious spirits develop harsh judgmental attitudes to those who have problems. They do not offer mercy or compassion, but they offer blame and an uncaring attitude to those that are in trouble. I've seen all of these things. I've seen it. I've seen people give prophecies that I knew wasn't true. But because these people had religious spirits and were in positions of authority, you couldn't say they were wrong. If you did say they were wrong, you were in trouble. Matthew 7, verses 4 and 5. Or how wilt thou say to thy brethren, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of your brother's eyes. Hallelujah. A church infiltrated by a religious spirit will refuse change because they falsely believe that their ways are honouring God. And if the elder or pastor now controlled by this spirit, he will say the Holy Spirit has not said anything to me regarding chains. Once a religious spirit is in charge, believers will start to lean on their own understanding, which is another form of, of pride. The religious spirit is evil and it will cause division. And people really believe, I always must tell you, one day a young man rang me up and he said he wanted to be a deliverance minister. And I said, why do you want to be a deliverance minister? And he said, I want to help God. And I said, why do you think God needs your help? And he said, well, I just thought he needed more deliverance ministers. So I wanted to be deliverance minister. Naturally, I turned down his request. And I said, God doesn't need us. We need him. Because without God, we're nothing. We will always be nothing. Only through Jesus Christ, our Lord, will we serve God. Got the final scripture for today. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I'm very grateful I watched the Sid Roth show. And I'm very grateful that I studied about these three evil spirits of witchcraft, racism, and religious spirits. And I pray that if that sort of thing is in your church, you must speak to the pastor. It works like this. Someone will come up to you in the church and say, I've got a word for you. And you will say, oh, yes, because naturally you want to hear good things that are spoken over you. Someone gives you that word. You feel uncomfortable about it, but you think it's a word from God, so you run with it. Already that religious spirit is operating in your church. Already it is. I'd be perfectly honest with you. I believe the church that I now run in northwest London, when I first went there, was full of religious spirits. I think the man who was running the church, he certainly had religious spirits. He would say, the Holy Spirit has told me this, the Holy Spirit told me that. When I first went there, there was a terrible Friday evening prayer meeting. It usually ended in a fight. People would start arguing and rowing with people. Most of them came for food. He put up fried chicken and pizza and this sort of thing, and most people was coming for food. Other people in the church came to me and said this meeting should be shut because it's not, it's not godly. When he was spoken to, the man who was running it, who was an elder, I said, come on, you've got to stop having this Friday evening meeting. He said, God hasn't told me to stop it. So I said to him, why do you think God would tell you to stop it? And he didn't give me any answer. And that's a classic response to a religious spirit operating in a church. Also, another classic response to a religious spirit operating in a church. Sometimes people have the wrong jobs within a church. And it's quite obvious for anyone to see that they're a square peg in a round hole. But when you approach and speak to things about them, they won't stand down or move to another position. I was false when I went to the church because I had to take the bull by the horns and bring change in the church. And people disliked me for it and left the church. But we finally, after five years, we've managed to change the church and the church is a happy joyous place now where God is worshipped religious spirits will go out of their way to prevent that so the three things that Satan is operating in the world today witchcraft, racism and religious spirits are trying to prevent the people of God from worshipping God in spirit and truth and being led away to worship demons. 
God bless you all. I hope you like the teaching. My friend, it was a great teaching today. Thank you for standing up for Israel. I also support Israel and the Jewish people unconditionally. Uh, Gaza was given to Israel by God, along with much other land that they don't currently occupy. But they're going to get it all back one day. And so we need to stand with Israel even as the world is standing against them. For if we don't, we're not going to be with Jesus Christ, who's going to be ruling and reigning from Mount Zion in Jerusalem when he comes back. Um, Amen. We must support our brothers and sisters over there. Even if they don't know Christ yet, many of them, we pray for them. Amen. We share the gospel with them, as uh, Brother Michael said tonight. That's our duty. Well, praise God. And uh, I hope that uh, Israel finally gets Gaza back. You know, sadly, in 2005, America, under Bush Jr., forced Israel to give up Gaza. They had it then. Yes. I remember with the withdrawal and the people who had their homes bulldozed, the Jewish people there living in Gaza at the time. And then two or three years later, Hamas moves in and they've just wreaked havoc on the country uh, up to the present day in what they've just done, slaughtering innocent Jewish lives over there. So uh, I hope Israel goes back and recovers all. They have a right to defend themselves and, uh, again, that land belongs to Israel, folks. God gave it, and who is any person or a nation to tell God what he can do with his land? Nobody has a right Amen. to override God. And if you do, you're in rebellion, which is as a sin of witchcraft, and you're going to find yourself falling into the hands of the living God, and it's not going to go well for you if you don't repent. Uh, Brother Michael, Amen. for the archive today, what shall we title this broadcast? Uh, the three demonic spirits of end times hey that's a great title also how can people contact you in your ministry also how can they support your work well you know thank you for those that have supported me christina and ariana in australia sandra i believe lives in oregon and uh thank you for your support if you want to support me you can go onto my email address and there is a PayPal account there. The email address is Frame Cummins, that's F R A M E C U M I N S one two three at AOL dot com. There is a PayPal account there. If you want to contact me directly, uh you can get always get me on my email address and I'll be happy to get back to you. Uh also my phone number which is on WhatsApp is zero seven four six nine two three five three five one, and I'll be happy to pray for you. So God bless you all, my friend. We love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. See you next time. See you next time. God bless you and your family, and love to everyone listening to the program. God happy bless anniversary you today. Bye bye. Happy birthday, brother. God bless. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to save that, and we're going to get our next program going. John Gogan coming up next. Let me go ahead and patch him in.